And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. Athletics Wireweasels, straight after the game at the Etihad. I'm David Mooney with Sam Lee. You know the drill by now. Hiya, Sam. Yeah, hello. <laughs> um, make sense of that for me. Well, I can't. Um, I mean, fortunately, I've seen the goals back. Um, friend of the show, Nadam, fa- um, like FaceTimed me afterwards, and I won out into the concourse, so I was able to see the, the replays on the telly. I think it was just a sky feed. Um, so at least I know who passed to who, <laughs> how the balls went. But, like, how... After 75 minutes of nothing, playing shite and playing like a drain is a, is, a, is a phrase that stuck with me, related to Cancelo, but basically spread to everyone. How, after 75 minutes of playing like that, of like putting balls into the box but nothing really happening, yeah, yeah, can yeah. all of a sudden, I'll put the ball in the box and they've scored. Oh, Gundogan's oh, at the back post. And then yeah. every shot being blocked, like De Bruyne having a shot, you think, OK, yeah, no, blocked. Everything, all of that, and all of a sudden, Rodri just, just passes it into the corner. You almost <laughs> think... I was like, I wasn't like waiting for VAR, but I was like, well, that was too easy. That yeah, can't something be must have been wrong with that, yeah. And I was like, right. And then, before you can think, again, another cross into the box. Well, I would say cross into the box. It was De Bruyne on that loose ball, wasn't it? Yeah. But like, De, Bruyne, De Bruyne went to pass to Sterling earlier on, just kicked it out of play. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, forget yeah, it then. Yeah, yeah if it. that's happening, yeah, absolutely. So if that was happening. And also, before the comeback, it was 2-0. De Bruyne had space to shoot inside the box, and he just put it over the bar. Like meekly, oh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Well, forget it. Like th- this isn't happening." I, there, w- there was a point about must have been about sixty minutes where I was just I was sitting there in my seat thinking, "Just Liverpool score now. I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't be doing with the don't let them score. At the yeah, end. I can't be doing with it. Finishing whatever two 0 here, whatever, and it's still going on at Anfield, and then the goal comes, yeah. and it's just like ten years of all that narrative. I can't yeah, yeah, be doing yeah. with that. No. Yeah, and, and I mean, then, obviously they were always going to score, but look, I mean. Yeah. Look, it's easy to say that afterwards. It's like saying, oh, he was always going to miss a penalty or blah, 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 blah. We don't know. But it just felt like, well, City, obviously, at that point, even the 2-0 down, were still... Were still they, they, they were never knocked off of the league, yes. So it was fine. Um, but, yeah, and... Fine. So, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. As long as Liverpool didn't score. But I think everybody expected it. There was no way. And just imagine waiting, final whistle blows at the Etihad. You're waiting for... Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. No, not but, a lot. But, obviously, don't worry about that. So, so yeah, that... So, De Bruyne... Burst into the box onto that loose ball. Just plays instinctively that ball to the back post, low along the floor, kind of curling. You've you've seen it. You've seen it plenty of times. You've seen it from yesterday plenty of times. Gundogan, Guardiola said after the game, he's the best in our team at making like that run. And there you go. Like and like. So how how do you explain all that happening? Well, afterwards, Guardiola was like, well, he goes, it's momentum. He goes. He goes, I, I called Real Madrid for advice and they told me how to do it. <laughs> and he was like, you can't explain it. He goes, you can't re- explain Real Madrid. You can't explain that. It's just momentum. Again, when I was speaking to Nadam, yeah. he was like, at 2-2, when you're on that opposition team, and obviously he was in that position, yeah, oh, QPR, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just like, right, something's happening here. You know, you just all of you a sudden, feel it, you, feel you feel it. it. You just feel it. And it felt inevitable. Um, it felt, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say it felt inevitable. I, I did just say that, but that was narrative speaking. At that time, I don't think I had enough time to really think to process what was yeah, happening. Yeah. 
Um, the only the first thing I do remember after the three-two was that was too early. What are they going to do now? Yeah. Because they've been defending like idiots, basically. Like any long ball from Olsen. It was straight was on. It was on. Yeah, yeah. The, and it's I like, mean, oh, hold on, you've got two of your best centre backs on now. At one nil, Watkins missed an absolute oh. sitter. He was offside, but he yeah, was like, yeah, that's, that's was such offside. a such a one. Have you seen the replay? Was it not? He was, he was in his own half. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it went two 0 anyway after that point. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, like. It was on all the time. Then it wasn't just the situation wasn't just oh it, they're targeting Fernandinho because Fernandinho had gone off by this point. It was still, yeah, yeah. still yeah, which is really were, unusual. Yeah, right? not that he'd gone off. I mean, we'll talk about that later. Another on. time, yeah. Fine that he went off. He, he absolutely had to. And fair play to Guardiola for making that call. Also, those subs, spot on, just unbelievable. Zinchenko was amazing. Yeah, like we never we never got on Zinchenko's back after last week anyway. But that's a kind of. See, keep this man at all costs yeah. kind of performance. Um, well, it, it was the first, I mean, first five minutes of the second half, they did more in that than they'd done in the whole of the first half. And yeah. the change was Zinchenko by that point. Yeah, 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 for sure. But and like Zinch, um, Gundogan coming on, it wasn't a big surprise to me because last week I was in the press conference at West Ham and Guardiola was, you know, he didn't make any subs at West Ham. And he was like, I did think about bringing on Gundogan. He said because there was no space in the middle um, because Rice and Salcek were following... Uh, Gundogan and Bernardo everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about if they were doing that, you maybe bring on Gundogan. Presumably, because he didn't say this, but presumably, if the others were being man marked, then they could drag them out of position and Gundogan could kind of come down the middle. Through the middle yeah. But then City pulled one back early anyway, so he said he didn't bother doing it. So when he came on, I was like, okay, that's obviously, it's got to be the same kind of thing, or at least it's the goal did, for it. I did remember thinking actually in the second half, the way that Villa was set up, nobody had any time or space. They were, they were really tight to all of City's midfielders. Yeah. And I was, it was a kind of like an Atletico Madrid thing. It's like, it's, it's like saying, how does City pass the ball so well? It's like, well, they're really good, but they have to do it every day. Yeah. And it's that combination of kind of technique and tactics and whatever. And it was a bit like that with Villa. It was like, well, John McGinn is really tenacious. He's obviously fired up today. If you ask him to be inside and then shot it outside, he's going to do it. And they kept doing that. And then you think, OK, Villa will tire. And also the other, the other part of this, I guess, which I suppose it's by the by now, it's probably not a good thing for City looking back but like Villa's back four played 90 minutes against Burnley the other night so when they were 2-0 up I was thinking how, how, what are you doing? Yeah to, like Villa only just played like, Stretch and do something But I mean I always had it in the back of my mind you know I remember saying I was messaged a colleague last week when I was like my emotions are saying this I was messaging Nader when, obviously it was only 1-0 at that point During the game like, Yeah yeah this was a half time and it was only 1-0 and I thought okay it's not it's not the end of the world here. He was like, he goes, he goes. You got what you got to ask yourself is, who? Like, I think it was like, who do you who do you trust more? Like, or do you trust City to get this done? I don't know. Who do you trust more? It was like City or Villa, and I was like, ultimately, you have to say City. But I feel <laughs> like I want to say Liverpool. What, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Liverpool. But also, it's just, I just feel like I want to say like, just not City today. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. But but ultimately, like. I was like, look, the, the, the answer is City. And for that reason, I, I'm fairly relaxed about it. Um, but yeah, I, two I, I, I was thought this is yeah, it. I thought it was over. It, was, it had to be over. There was, there was the point where, like you say, De Bruyne was putting out of play for, for Sterling. And the, the point where they were like, just, as you said, defending like idiots. And yeah, I just, like, I, I remember thinking, I'm not going to tweet it, but I remember thinking, it's down to Wolves holding out now. Yeah. But, and that's, but we knew that was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure everybody in the ground. Uh, you know, I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe people who've been there ten years ago and had been there for I don't know for whatever <laughs> moment. We're thinking, well, we've Mate, been I've here done, for this. I, I did, yeah. I did Aguero, I did Wembley. Yeah. It didn't, it wasn't. No, I, no. I know, I know, but there will be people who were there as well, who are maybe more optimistic or at least kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. No, you, I know, I know. I take it. Yeah, but I there will it, be, there, you know, there, there might be someone there going, I'll never, I'll never lost faith in the ball, whatever. Um, Liars, you mean? Yeah, but I mean, but we did. <laughs> um, everybody else did, it seemed. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't explain it, but. I mean, look. So I guess what what are we doing? Another podcast on, we'll do on one, Monday. We'll, at some yeah, we'll point do one later in the week to try yeah. and to try and like make sense of it. But I mean, Ilkay Gundogan now, just like ultimate club legend. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's too early. I don't know if he's going to be up there with Aguero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, isn't he? It's is a, he? It's a late winner in a title race. It's for two it's, as well. Yeah, like the yeah. First one, oh, like it's that is up there. Um, and when his, the funny thing was when his, when the names were read out at the end, Grealish got a huge cheer. Yeah. Because everyone loves Grealish. Again, we will talk about his tomorrow. Presumably felt very fucking sorry for him yeah. to knock it off the bench. And especially at 2-0 down, you're thinking, that, well, that's something that's going to be talked about all summer. Um, and obviously, in the end, it was fine. But then um, Gundogan got the massive cheer. And you just think, yeah, like that. So like something a, changed yeah. today. Like everyone, everyone turned up, I won't say expecting... But I guess I, I, I would I would suggest there was a kind of layer, an undercurrent of. I'm not saying you were you were expecting to win it, like you personally, I, listeners. Yeah. But I feel like there was a world where everybody had made plans for the parade on Monday. Yeah. You know. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there was there was an element of being relaxed about the game. Yeah, like, oh, City will fuck this up or blah blah blah. But I bet you'd all thought about what you'd be doing tomorrow. Yeah. For, for, and obviously with you with the with the live podcast and yeah. stuff. But you also thinking being incredibly it. pessimistic. I'm sure you were still thinking, oh, we can fuck this up. However, I will make, I'll make so, it a good night. And yeah. like, I've got to say, going out for the bus arriving and loads of fans being there, um, the young, it's the young lads, City, City's fan, young fan base is incredible. The young lads in the middle, right outside of the West Reception with the flares and the De Bruyne flag and there was the Foden flag just a bit to the left as I was looking at it. Um, that was great and that made me feel... Which, is, which goes to show the folly of these things. That made me feel it's all right today. The fans have turned up in that. Yeah. You know what I said the other day? It'd be a more come on positive yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than nail-biting nervous kind of thing. Funny what a 2-0 deficit does to you. Fuck it, correct. Well, but I did, I did think, and it was all, you know, all the conversations beforehand, I was saying they'll be fine, they'll, you know, they'll score early goals or whatever. Yeah. But it was just the... And it wasn't just, oh, if something can go wrong. It was the specific, if they don't score early... It will get nervy, yeah. and then obviously if they can see the goal on the break, it gets nervy. Got, and that was yeah. the worst case scenario. But there was only kind of one way it was going to happen. Yeah. Although in fairness, it wasn't really a counter attack. They, they played through City a bit like Spurs did. Yeah, because I was I was paying close attention because City were trying really hard to to close them and funnel them down for that first goal in their build up play. But they played out of it, and obviously, as we've seen with City, when they play out, all of a sudden you think the other team have got a problem here because they're yeah. through into midfield. Exactly. Villa, so. I didn't have the same exact feeling with City because look, it's Villa and City. But, but when they played it through, I was like, right, this is interesting. And obviously, there's the ball down into the corner. I didn't even see. I don't know if somebody stood up in front of me, but I didn't even see the ball go into the net. I kind of saw it hit Edison got Edison's fit, hand. Yeah, got I saw it hit it. Edison's hand, but not go in the net. But I knew in that moment, I was. I knew it had. It, it yeah. wouldn't. It, he wouldn't have saved it. I knew it wasn't going anywhere else. Um, the Coutinho one, I don't remember. I don't remember good the... T- good turn, Laporte may be a bit dodgy on it, but yeah. decent turn and then Edison got um, flat-footed. I mean, 
I don't know if we're going to wrap this up now for a kind of immediate thing and go into it tomorrow. Yeah. But um, it's the the thought of a man of the match has only just dawned on me. I hadn't even considered it. Um, I would. I mean, the obvious answer is Gundogan. Yeah. If I yeah, and it will be because that's how it's done. But if you're talking, and I may be wrong because I would need to see it again and and go over things properly again. But if you're talking consistency and also a goal. It's your man Rodri again. Yeah. Because the amount of times he nearly got... Because Villa, like you said earlier, Villa, Villa's organisation, um, the effort, the determination to stop City playing through the middle. And the amount of times City just had to go back to the port and when they tried to come back inside with Bernardo dropping really deep, there was nothing yeah. really on. But the amount of times Gund, um, the amount of times Rodri, and we see this all season, he, the ball comes to him and he just positions his body in a way that the, the opposition think he's going to go that way and then he just opens it up, mm. comes inside and all of a sudden he's got loads of space. Did that so often under so much pressure... I thought it was fantastic. To stroke that ball into the bottom corner like that for two all was remarkable. And Guardiola said, he goes, I knew it, I felt it. As I told the players at half-time, if we score the first one, the crowd will help us get the others. And obviously yeah. at half-time, it was only 1-0. But What was it? 76, 78, 81? Yeah. And then, um, and then what? Five minutes keeping the ball in the corner. Yeah. Great work. And they just killed, killed the game completely. Um, a bit nervy when Edison went down, not going to lie. It was nervy when Edison went down, but I was like, as long as he can stand up, yeah. stay on the pitch, don't bother taking him off and putting anyone else in, just fucking stay in goal. It was nervy the one time Villa got it out and Dean brought it forward, but I swear, because I... Fergie over here, I'll I, never do this. I, I got, put a stopwatch I got a well. stopwatch yeah. on. <laughs> I, I was sat there thinking, there's no way I'm but not I waited. I must have been 20, 30, 40 seconds into it, but I was like, I need to know how much. Mm. And obviously Edison went down and I was like, well, this is all over the place by, now. By my calculation, I hit start on my stopwatch when the clock on the big screen hit 90. Okay, yeah. My calculation that. is that they probably should have played about another minute. I thought that. I thought it went very early. Because like, it was one of that... Like, hey, I'm not complaining. I didn't hear the whistle, but... It was obvious, like Laporte just caught the ball and everyone was celebrating. I was like, fuck me. But I couldn't believe they'd done it. And yeah. to be honest, I still can't really. Yeah. Like, I, I still can't. And maybe, maybe tomorrow we'll go through it again. I got some more considered reaction from the Athletics' Jack Pitbrook as well, and I say considered because he had no idea what to make of it either. This is what he said after the game. All I can say is that I never thought they would ever do anything that was that similar to QPR again. <laughs> they were t- I thought they were terrible for about an hour, Sissy. Longer. Really? L- longer, like, yeah. They looked terrified, they couldn't create anything. They were easy, like vulnerable on the counter-attack in a way we don't usually see. They got nervous. The fans got nervous and that transmitted to the players and vice versa. And then that three-goal burst in five minutes. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever, I've ever seen anything quite like that. And, of, you know, even though at the time, City was still champions anyway, Given Liverpool's ended up scoring those goals at Anfield at the end, you know it was the, 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 the three goals that won City the title. Uh, I'm still, honestly, I'm still taking it. I'm still <laughs> taking it all on board. I think it'll take me a while to fully, like, come to terms with what we've just seen. But yeah, crazy. Was, was there any, ever any sense when that first one goes in? Like, there's sometimes you know the momentum has shifted yeah. and the and the game can change. Did you get that sense? Yeah, I suppose so. My when the first one went in, I thought, well. That's nice, but ultimately this is irrelevant because Liverpool are going to score. And I didn't think that City would be able to go from being 2-0 down to winning that quickly. And even, you know, just before then, I turned around to Rory Smith, the New York Times, who sat behind me and said, look, the fact is it's much likely that Liverpool score one goal than City (laughs) score three. And I had no idea at that point that they would score three. But then I think a lot of it comes down to the quality of the changes that Pep made. Like Gundogan, I thought, completely changed the game, obviously scored two goals. Zinchenko gave City a lot more presence in the game. 
uh, much they were much better able to connect defense to attack. So, yeah, I mean, you can look at like objective reasons why it happened, but as a kind of momentum shift, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, of course, as well. Like the weird thing is, City were never actually off the top of the table. I mean, it never felt like no, that in the stadium, but it didn't feel like that at all. Like I had to, I actually, there were definitely moments where I assumed that Liverpool were top, and I had to remind myself. I looked at the table. No, City are in fact still on top. Of, still top on goal difference even after 2-0 that was still the case and who knows maybe if let's say Liverpool had gone ahead earlier it might have changed the feeling here because Liverpool would have been top and maybe City City players would have panicked who knows it's all hypothetical at this point but uh, yeah it didn't it really doesn't feel like City were top all day even though of course technically they were Jack go and get your train have a big old sleep when you get home you've, uh, you've earned it it's <laughs> <laughs> very much yeah it's weird I, 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 it, what's so weird about this game is that it's been such a routine, in many ways it's been a really routine, like City's all about routine, it's all about the way that this team and Guardiola really kind of mastered Premier League football. We've seen that in the ridiculous point tallies they get, as Liverpool do as well, but today it didn't feel like routine or mastery at all, it felt, it was incredibly chaotic. And I did think beforehand, I said, well look, this is the fourth time that City have got into needing, the la uh, needing to win on the last day to win the title. They did it the first time they did it against QPR with a lot of drama. Then they did it pretty comfortably against West Ham 2014, Brighton 2019. But they can't keep doing it forever. <laughs> At some point, it will go wrong and they'll lose. And they got away with it today and they won the league. But one day, David, they won't get away with it and they won't win the league on the final day. I just don't know when that will be. I don't want to think about that just yet, though. No. <laughs> well, something to look forward to. That was the Athletics Jack Pitbrook. Um, Sam, we'll reconvene later in the week and just kind of get our head around what it what it was, what happened, and we'll do a much more considered thoughts. But you know, thank you very much for uh, for joining me for this I, one. I can't wait. Thank you very much for hanging around for doing it. Um, hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Don't forget to sign up to the Athletic right now with the code Man City Pod. You'll get a subscription for one pound a month for six months. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.